Welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in lighthearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. All right, welcome to another day. Another morning with conversations about light. I'm here with Mark and Josh. How are you going, Caleb? I'm going very well. Thank you. You beat me to it. <laughs> so, quick question before we get into it is um, what would you ascribe, what movie would you ascribe to the other that sort of <laughs> encapsulates who they are? Yeah, Josh first. Let's start oh, with uh, Josh. What what movie would I describe Mark's life as? Is that what you mean? Yeah, or, what would or you, who he is? Yeah, yeah, what would you describe? It would to have him? to be it would have to be something with great storytelling. Mark has a great way with words, so something like an, an epic trilogy of some sort. I don't want to say Star Wars, but probably <laughs> probably more like uh, Lord of the Rings Star or something. Wars because yeah. no one understands. <laughs> what no, it's yeah. <laughs> Does that have a good storyline? I don't know. Like that's why I don't. It's an epic, more than a trilogy, but maybe something like Lord of the Rings or something that weaves great stories like Love Actually where there's like 50 <laughs> stories going on and it's all, it all ties up together. you're giving, together, more, yeah. away. You're giving more away about yourself. <laughs> what, what, what movies do I watch? <laughs> yeah, Love yeah. Actually. Is that a movie? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> actually a movie. <laughs> Mark? Uh, jo- the, I mean, in, anyone who's in King's Cross that has been here for like a week oh, would, would know <laughs> the answer Mercy. to this question. If you're listening to the podcast, say it with me. It has to be Riddick. <laughs> um, now, I just want to say... Please don't watch any of the movies <laughs> I recommend. <laughs> I've had to apologize. So why would you um why would you describe that movie to uh to Josh? Because Josh is a powerful unit <laughs> and he loves Riddick and he loves Vin Diesel and he imbibes Vin Diesel. And so actually it's it's more the character than the than the plot <laughs> right. itself. Any anything Vin Diesel is in would be the movie, yeah. but I just can't suggest any of the movies Vin Diesel is in. Yeah. Right. But um, if you think of Vin Diesel and the manly man that he is, and you think, oh, I man, that guy's a powerful unit, uh-huh. that's Josh. Which makes sense because jump back uh, to last week's uh, episode where Josh has told us that he's uh, joined the UFC gym. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we pray for mercy and get to the scriptures? <laughs> yeah, all right. That's a, it's a good segue. Let's... Um, Jump into today's text. Today's reading comes from Luke chapter 18, verses 31 through 43, the English Standard Version. And taking the twelve, he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. As he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, 
Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Yeah, two pretty amazing stories. Let's start with you, Josh. Um, Within the first text, which is um, titled Jesus Foretells His Death a Mm. Third Time, Mm. what are some things you're noticing in light of that? I like like that he's told them for a third time. Um, If you have children, you may have experience with that kind of thing. And still they don't see it. Jesus knows what's going on. He knows where he's heading. And so that's one thing that sticks out to me in this text. He knows he's going to die. And he understands that the, and the disciples know. So I'm, I'm definitely seeing that, that how Jesus knows. The other thing I, I love here is how Jesus says, all the prophets, I must, this must fulfill what all the prophets have said about the Messiah. And so Jesus are kind of indicating how to read even the Old Testament. You know, Jesus here is showing us that the prophets are about him. And so Jesus himself affirms that you should read the Old Testament in that way, that, the, that that's pointing to Jesus. So I think those are two very powerful things that uh, you can see here in this, in this first section of the text. How about you, Mark? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm actually quite moved hmm. by this text. I think at the beginning of the year, we're having a, a beginning of the year celebration. Caleb and Haley were around, I forget what night it is, and we're talking about what what are what do we want for next year? What are we trusting God for? And I remember saying, I'm really trusting God to um, get to know Jesus as a friend this year. Like, what does it mean to be friends with Jesus? And uh, a text like this really cuts to to my the heart of it. I, I was thinking, you know, people in Kings Cross. I, I'm thinking like of Julian driving to work and listening to this early in the morning, and thinking and meditating on this text or. We have all these new mums who've got babies climbing all over them and um, they're giving life to these children and they may be listening to this in the, in the, in the hectic craziness of their day and, and, and us as well in our business. And what sings out to me is who Jesus is and what he's like. And, and here's Jesus and the, he, like you said, Josh, mm. he knows what's coming. Mm. And he's not just like purpose-driven, you know, a uh, Rick Warren, 40 days, the purpose-driven life. Jesus isn't just like the purpose-driven life, the purpose-driven savior. Uh, number three on Enneagram is going to achieve the cross. <laughs> He's not like, he knows the, he knows the details and he's yeah. sharing it with them. And it, I mean, it, it, this cuts to my heart. It, I find this very emotional. He goes, this is what he knows. He goes, he will be delivered over to the, gen- delivered over. So, so he, he knows he's going to be betrayed. He he will be mocked. Yeah. He will be shamefully treated. I mean, that's encompassing of so many of the details. But the fact that he chooses to say shamefully, mm. he's going to be shamefully treated. And then he just adds, you know, and spat on. In other words, he knows yeah. every single detail of yeah. what he's walking towards for us. Mm. And that's my friend. That's my friend Jesus. That's my Lord and Savior Jesus. That's the one who puts his hand out to me and says, trust in my righteousness, trust in me alone 
follow me. Anyway, I, I feel very moved and I think of my friends and, and people in King's Cross and, and you guys and I think, you know, the disciples didn't have a clue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they still didn't get it. <laughs> um, I don't think I get it. Yeah. But what what is true is Jesus gets it. Yeah, he yeah. he knows everything he has to do. He's up for it and mm. he does it. And yeah. um, I think, yeah, just as I listen to that and... I, I just feel quite moved by it. Yeah. Following the into the next story where Jesus heals the blind beggar, what do you guys notice within this text? I think um, the crying out is something that's um, quite noticeable. He's blind and he just keeps refu- he just keeps reaching out to God. He kind of knows that he needs Jesus. Mm. Um, and so I love I love that picture that he's crying out, and uh, even when Jesus does, you know, Jesus summons him, and he says, then Jesus asks that question, "What do you want from me?" There's, I think both of those things get to the heart, right? Like, what what is what's what is your need? What what are you desiring? His disposition, he he won't let um, let those around him silence him. You know, I, I just need to get to Jesus. So I think it's very, very beautiful. And then and Jesus opening his eyes. I mean, what a powerful display and in just a show of authority and goodness and, and kindness. And, and I think that I'm just noticing how beautiful that is of Jesus who constantly has to do that for us um, by his power, rescue us by his grace, help us to, to see again. Yeah, just the, be- the beauty of that, that moment where Jesus opens his eyes is quite special. Yeah, and the... The kind of barrenness that he knows his absolute need, and crying out for mercy and not letting the crowd stop him. He's he's just he's got nothing, nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to hold him back. I think, in as I read that, you know, I fear that in in life, as we become like kind of neat Christians, that kind of abandoned mm. need for God is a little bit embarrassing. Yes, you know, you can come to God much more neatly and much more. <laughs> um, quietly and and you know I'm I guess I'd, I'm nervous that I ever become one of those that would rebuke you know just give me mercy Lord you know get out of his way he's busy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but rather that's like Jesus this is exactly what he's come for yeah to give mercy to the blind and I feel like sometimes that's is us right we're kind of shutting God down this is how the crowd is telling him to be quiet like don't 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 bother with that kind of stuff you know Jesus got a parade going on um, <laughs> and it's like no Jesus singles him out uh, pauses singles him out comes to the individual and rescues and redeems him personally and I think that's so so much like the heart and character of Jesus if we've got a big parade we really don't care about the individual like this is my party I'm doing this this is what's going on and I think that's speaks so powerfully about who Jesus is you know yeah I mean imagine a church where people they're like you walk into town and there's a bunch of blind guys and yeah. the, the church is the people that already know Jesus and they're like, Jesus, come <laughs> like to these blind guys. Like, you know, that's all. They go to the blind guys and they cry out to Jesus together. There's a whole grandstand yeah. of people crying out for mercy. Give this person mercy. And I imagine that's what it must be like when we get together as a church and we cry out for the lost. That must yeah. be what it seems like, that we're, we're joining Jesus' heart yeah. to give mercy to those who need mercy. We join our heart to his heart. It's powerful. I think also noticing how Luke's put these um, two stories side by side, where 
Jesus clearly and openly explains something to the disciples, and they are clearly portrayed by Luke here as blind. It's like they did not see a thing. <laughs> and I think that's often our own, you know, our own disposition where Jesus clearly says things, and we may even know about them, acknowledge them, but we remain, in a sense, blind. We remain, in a sense, like not able to see. Mm. And in a sense, we all require that um, Jesus comes to us mm. um, and opens our eyes, you know, in some way. Uh, I think there's kind of there must be some parabolic reason as well. Luke's going, "Hey, the disciples can't see a thing," mm. even though Jesus has clearly explained it three times, and yet he has someone who is completely blind and just rescued by by God's goodness who, um, yeah, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, uh, beautiful. Probably, I mean, I wonder if that may, causes us to be compassionate towards each other as well. Yes. Where instead of pulling our hair up, maybe, maybe this is just for people like me where you look at someone and you're like, they ought to know better. They're like, why don't yeah. they just get it? <laughs> Point yeah. it? Versus like... I see everything. Why can't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> versus maybe more patience and compassion on each other when we're not getting it. Yeah. To go, God, the eyes of our hearts are blind. Um, we need you to help us. We need you to see or they need, you know. I think I, I might add as well, n- noticing how Jesus, um, he sees, right? So in that first story, Jesus explains so clearly, I'm going to the cross. I see, And then he, and he references the scriptures. He's like, this is all in the prophets. God's ready. Mm. Uh, and so Jesus, he's God, so he sees, of course, but he also references the scriptures. And, and I think for ourselves, it's a great encouragement. The reason the disciples don't see is they have a blindness, mm. but they don't under, fully understand the scriptures. And it's like, um, I think both of those two things go wonderfully together. Like in, in the scriptures, we we can find ourselves again. We can see God opens our eyes through the scriptures Obviously, Jesus and the Holy Spirit do that with us in the Scriptures. I think it's a great encouragement that um, you know God's Word is a lamp into our feet. Mm. It sort of speaks to us. It challenges us. Um, it, it opens the eyes of the blind. You know, and there's this kind of uh, I see a little bit of a link there where Jesus is sort of quoting the Scriptures, and he has full sight. And um, the disciples who do not understand the Scriptures are are, are just clearly blind in some way. You know. There's also, I, I love that link, and I don't want to take away from it. You also see the entire gospel in a small section where you're starting off with the promises of God. This is mm-hmm. what God has foretold, that God is going to make, you got the old the Old Testament, looking forward, then you have Christ demonstrating uh, salvation and forgiveness through through mercy, just someone crying out, give me mercy. Yeah. Which is which pictures the cross, and, G- and he receives yeah, sight and salvation, and the people end up praising God. The result is yeah. a group of people gathered around Christ praising God, yeah. and you see the whole gospel wow. all in one little picture um, as they go on. And uh, the only thing required of us hmm. cry out for mercy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, cool. Bringing it to a, to a close, um, uh, what could our response to these teachings of Jesus be? Caleb's certainly um, what Mark was referring to, a humble cry to God. You know, this, this man humbly cried out to God. But I'd, I'd add to that that our reliance upon uh, Jesus uh, opening our eyes. And, and I think that comes through the scriptures. And we want it to come from Jesus in the scriptures. I think 
ultimately time will open everyone's eyes but that's like my least favorite version of that you know jesus came back and it's like whoa uh, missed all that or even even in our own lives you know when we ignore god's word you slowly break down and it's like oh wait god oh now i see all that all that stuff i've been involved with and doing against god's word his ways kind of broke me down and i'm not uh, yeah i wasn't seeing and then time sort of opened your eyes I would love to pray like God have mercy on me show me the things I don't see reveal to me what I don't see now what am I where am I blind God would you open my eyes rather than letting time do it because time can do it it's much better to cry out to Jesus for him to help us see To learn more, head over to perthchurch.com.au where you can find sermon resources that dive deeper into these conversations. If you found this conversation helpful, we would love you to leave a review and share it with your family and friends.